your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins, and I apologize if this is going to be maybe a shorter episode. Uh, there was just not a lot to write home for this game as the Penguins lose 4-1 to in the first game in the post-Jim Rutherford era after, of course, he resigned um, on Wednesday. Just a terrible performance all around. I don't think any player played well except for P.O. Joseph and Cody Cece, and if you would have told me before the season that it would be those two players playing well in a game and everyone else stinking up the joint... Um, I think uh, you always probably would have told me I'm nuts, but you know that's exactly what happened tonight as the Penguins fell four to one. Lost their second straight game to Boston, and you know their losing streak against the Bruins in Boston is only going to continue. They still have not won up a game in Boston since 2014, and I don't think they've won a regulation game in Boston since 2013. I was 16 and 17 respectively when they last won a game in Boston, either regulation or overtime. So that's pretty embarrassing. But let's get to let's get to the little positives that came out of this game. The play of P.O. Joseph, um, he's looked great in every game that he's played since he made his debut just looks more comfortable I mean he got top pairing minutes with Chris Lentang tonight and honestly guys he was the better player on that pairing you know who who would have thought of that going into the season that P.O. Joseph would look better on a pairing than Chris Lentang but that's exactly what we saw tonight Lentang still in a funk um you know I'm gonna see we're gonna keep seeing people say he should be traded you know same with Evgeny Malkin don't entertain those people um it's just it's just not worth it I think and I, I do think Latang will bounce out of this funk. I, I just I, I don't think he's washed, but you know, just watching Joseph just skating the puck beautifully up the ice, even in his defensive zone, um, just nothing really gets past him. He makes really good decisions with the puck. Always has the right read. Um, he does not need to come out of the lineup when everyone gets healthy. I know Matheson is obviously going to get healthy soon. Pedersen's going to come back. Duman will eventually come back. I think Josh Yowie in the mail in his mailbag today said he's going to come back around mid February. It looks like you know all these guys are going to come back. But and once this defense is healthy, or if it ever does get healthy, because the Penguins' injuries have just been terrible as they were in 2020 what i would do for the defense is go do moon letang Pedersen, marino and then joseph ruido I, I know it's only a very small sample size for um, po joseph but he just looks like he's getting better and better each and every game and yeah i would scratch cody cc i mean it's only one year 1.25 million and yeah i would scratch scratch mike matheson i mean the new general manager that's going to come in is going to have to evaluate the team that he didn't even build so he's just gonna have to do it himself and you know, maybe he'll like Mike Matheson. Maybe he won't. But, you know, maybe he'll tell Mike Sullivan um, just who he thinks should be in the lineup. Obviously, it's up to Mike Sullivan who he wants to play. But, you know, just from my opinion right now, I think P.O. Joseph deserves a spot on the bottom pairing when the whole defense gets healthy. Um, as for Cody Cece, um, he made a beautiful play in the offensive zone to tie the game 1-1 before the game went to shit. Um, just a great play to keep it in. What a shot past Yaroslav Halak. I mean, you know, he, he did something in the set, what was this, the uh, eighth game of the season that Jack Johnson didn't even do in the two years that he played here in every single game. So, you know, Cody Cece has that going for him, and I honestly thought he was pretty decent in this game. Outside of that, though, this whole game was a load of crap, I thought, for the Penguins. 
No one played well. We're going to get to your thoughts you know, just from my Twitter and the Locked On Penguins Twitter. We'll touch on Evgeny Malkin. We'll touch on Crystal Tanks and more of the goaltending. We'll touch on all that later on in the show. But just, just what a terrible performance all around. I mean, there really is just like nothing more to write home about just with being all negative. It's just it was a terrible performance. I don't know how else I can say it. I mean, look at the injuries that this team has. I mean, Pedersen's out. Dumoulin is out. Matheson is out. Ricola is out. I mean, you're playing Kevin Churchman. Yes, that is actually how you pronounce his last name. It is Kevin Churchman, even though it looks like it's Kevin Kuzman. Um, there's a reason why he hasn't played in the league since I think it was, what, 2014. He wasn't good tonight. I think as these defensive injuries continue and that some of these players don't come back yet, you may see this team go five defensemen now. And they may honestly just play CC Marino, um, Latang, Joseph, and Ruido. I really think they may just have to do that moving forward. I mean, sure, they can play Yannick Weber, but Yannick Weber, I mean, he's his underlying numbers are god-awful. You may as well just make a trade at this point. I think um, 404 response code, who is a great follow on Penguins Twitter, um, goes by CK, um, just has a lot of great... Um, tweets during the game and always looks at underlying numbers and all that you know he, he had a great tweet they have the next two second rounders available still just deal those tonight for Vince Dunn and honestly I agree with him I mean Vince Dunn is one of the better defenders that is available for a trade I think he's obviously fallen out of flavor in St. Louis I don't think Craig Ruby's been playing him a lot lately and his underlying numbers are good he's good in the offensive zone he's good in the defensive zone and if you plug him in on the second or third pairing it's a great fit I mean you really just don't have time to waste I mean Churchman should like he should just not be playing another NHL game like what I saw from him tonight he's just not an NHL level defenseman I mean I said the same thing about Zach Trotman I, I guess I was proven right about that he's not an NHL defenseman either but Kevin Churchman tonight he was just so far out of his element just getting burned all the time it's just like I mean you gotta like just not play him again. You gotta make a trade. If Patrick Alvin wants to be the general manager, you know he wants to add something to his resume, spice it up a little bit. Making a trade for Vince Dunn or Travis Dermott, like I talked about a couple episodes ago, uh, that would go, I think, a really long way to him potentially getting this job full time. I mean, you know, fuck it. Just show that you're aggressive. <laughs> And trade a second rounder for Vince Dunn. I think I did see from Elliot Freeman that they want a first rounder back for him. I mean, I don't know why a team would trade a first rounder for Vince Dunn. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, he's a second pair, bottom pairing defenseman at this point in his career, and the Blues are going to want a first rounder for him back. I think that's kind of ridiculous in my opinion. But I mean, if, if they're asking for a second round pick, I mean, I obviously do that. I think they, they they just have to make a trade. Yannick Weber is not going to cut it for this team. They're way too banged up on the blue line. Something has to give. You just can't keep playing Kevin Churchman meaningful minutes. I mean, he's just, like I say, so far out of his element. I mean, Cody CC playing top four minutes. And for as much as good, how good Cody CC was tonight, that's it, just not going to continue every game. I mean, it's just really not. And you know, I've been seeing the takes now about you know firing Mike Sullivan. You know, oh, just well, the coach, the Penguins could use a coaching change, and you know, you could hire Bruce Boudreau. Yeah, no, I mean, like, is Darren honestly from Penguins Twitter? D Nasty zero two had a great tweet about this. Is the next coach going to make three defensemen healthy and stop the goaltending from being sub replacement level? And I apologize if someone heard a little bark in the background. My dog is sitting right next to me, so she's definitely not pleased with this result either. But I mean, really, I mean, is he just going to magically heal the three defensemen that are out? Magically make Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith play at league average, which I mean, they should be doing anyway. But I mean, I, 
I really can't even blame Tristan Jari for the, the game tonight. I, I really can't. I mean, that second goal was such a fluky goal. The Penguins got right back in it. And then just right after that second goal, it was just their play deteriorated. I mean, I know the team. everyone's going to talk about, oh my God, yeah, those, those eight minutes in the second period were great. And yeah, they did play well in those eight minutes, but I think they honestly had two shots. Like all that zone time. I remember I, I tweeted out that they had like that top five shift of the season or something, and yet they only had like one shot to show for it. And it's like, yeah, it was a great shift, but like you got to bring pucks to the net. I mean, they got the power plays during it too. They had some good passes, some good zone time for that. But it's like get the puck to the net. I mean, the, the same issues just keep showing themselves. The overpassing. It's just get get back to basics. It's never a bad idea to fire the puck on net and hope for good results. You know, we're gonna touch on Evgeny Malkin in the next segment. He was doing so much more overpassing and we're going to go into some other issues with his game that still are plaguing him but it's just for the team in general like just I mean I think they had with 55 minutes into the game they had what 13 shots on net I'm sorry um, that's pathetic. That, that The word for that is pathetic. I mean, I know it's Boston, but they're banged up. They don't even have Tuka Rask in there. Yes, I know Yaroslav Halak is a gold goaltender. He's given this team fits in the past, but you should be able to fire more than 13 shots on a Bruins defensive core that does not even have Zendano Chara from last year and doesn't even have Tori Krug from last year. I mean, their best defenseman, obviously, is Charlie McAvoy. He's a great defenseman, but after that, they have what? I mean, Brandon Carlo, I mean, I think Grizzlick, but he ended up leaving the game anyway because I think he's had that injury. But there's just not a lot after McAvoy, and it's just like that was embarrassing for the Penguins to barely even put up, what, 20 shots for this game? I I, I don't know, man. That, that's just sad. But in all honesty, before we do get to the commercial break, uh, I just I expected this result tonight with how injured they are, with three, of course, like three starting defensemen. The forwards are obviously not playing up to par. You're getting subpar goaltending. This is what happens when you run into a really good team like Boston. And, you know, with two games against the Rangers coming up, you just swept them in your own building. There's there's going to be time to rebound. And I don't think the Rangers are that good this year. They're Obviously, they're young and up and coming, and they have some good talent, but I do think those are very winnable games for the Penguins. And we'll see what uh, response they have. They're still trying to get their first road win of the year. We are eight games into this season, and the Penguins do not have a road win. I don't even remember the last time uh, we were eight games into a season and the Penguins did not have their uh, first road win. I'm actually going to have to do some research on that to talk about in the next episode. But with that said, before we do get to the next segment and talk about some other stuff from this game, it is time to talk about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is BetOnline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account and use that promo code locked on if you're 50% off. Welcome bonus. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% off. Welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So um, let's just do the annual. Let's talk about Evgeny Malkin because, you know, as for as much as we want his play to get better and he, we want him to break out, it's just not happening right now, guys. He, he played even worse than he did last game when he became the walking meme. Um, I was watching that power play. I think it was in the first period. Um, I think Latang basically passed it to him. Um, well, it was um, basically just passed him to try to get a Geno bomb, which is why I like to call his big one-timers. Fanned on the one-timer, and then after he fanned on it, he passed it right to a Boston penalty killer, and then they just cleared the puck. And it's like, he is just so in his head right now. I think there was another one in the second period where they were down. I'm not sure if it was 2-1 or 3-1. Um, gets the puck, has a perfectly wide-open shooting lane, potentially could beat Halak right there, and just, just tries to force a pass. And it's like, man, like... 
he's just in his own head right now. Nothing about his game is fun to watch. It's just, he just needs to start shooting the puck more. If he starts to shoot the puck more, eventually the puck is going to go in. I, I say that for every shooter. The more you shoot it, the, the more likely it is that you are going to score. And I just, he just he's overthinking it right now overpassing, just his skating tonight was terrible, just his all-around game right now is just not there, and I'm going to keep saying that, and I'm going to keep shitting on him until this turns around. I don't know when this will turn around. I'm not going to entertain people saying they should trade him, and, you know, we're going to get to Crystal Tang in a second, but, you know, it would just be foolish to trade Evgeny Malkin. We all know the organization wants to sign him long-term. I mean, we've heard that from Rob Rossi and Josh Yowie and all that on The Athletic. They want to sign him to a contract extension this summer, um, and it's going to happen. So, I mean, I know it's a really bad eight-game stretch. This might be one of his worst eight-game stretches for his career, but they're just just—they're not going to trade him. So please stop saying that on Twitter. It's just, it's really not going to happen. But, you know, let's get to Chris Letang. Again, you know, some of those turnovers I thought were evident tonight. His skating wasn't up to par. Just his play in the defensive zone was poor. Uh, not a la- uh, last good couple games for Letang. I mean, these are probably two of the worst of his career. I would say too. And yeah, you know, I call it how it is, guys. I love these two players to death. I am a huge Crystal Tang simp. I am a huge simp for Evgeny Malkin. But, you know, when they play like shit as they have been for the last few games, last week, honestly, for Malkin the whole season, I am going to call it out. I am going to be fair. I'm not going to be a homer. They're playing like absolute garbage. And that is, I think, been the main reason why the Penguins are 4-3-1. and I know they've had their sub-replacement goaltending. I know they've had their defensive breakdowns. I know they've had other players in their top six not perform. But, you know, it's just when your number one defender who has been a rock their whole career here and your number two center who is one of the 10 best players in the world are playing below replacement level, you are not going to go anywhere. And that is where this team is right now. It is actually a miracle that this team going into tonight was tied for second place in the division and were in a playoff spot. It is it is truly a miracle that they've won four games this year because they've hardly led at all during these games. Again, tonight, they were hardly even tied during this game. They were trailing the whole game. I mean, they've probably led, I think, this season for a total... I think Adam Gretz had it in my last episode. They've led for a total of like 25, 30 minutes out of in eight games, a combined 25 minutes. That's not going to win you games. It's just not. And, you know, it's just your your two of your top three players are playing like garbage. It's just you're you're up a creek. I think that's the best way for me to say it. You really are up a creek. Even Sidney Crosby didn't even play that well tonight. And this is a really interesting tweet. Again, I saw from 404 Response Code um, CK on Penguins Twitter that I wanted to include in this episode. So there's Penguins with two plus points per 60 at 5v5 so far this year. You guys want to take a guess? Any guesses? There's only one player from the top six that has a two plus points per 65 v5. That is Kasperi Kapanen. Drew O'Connor is one of the others. Jared McCann, Teddy Bluger, Mark Jankowski, who really has not looked good at all these last two games. Colton Sevier and Brandon Tanev. Normally, if a lot of your bottom six is playing like this, you're in good hands, especially if your top six is, is actually producing a little bit. But with Sidney Crosby going cold, Evgeny Malkin off to a terrible start. Jason Zarkov hasn't found his way yet. Jake Gensel has been good at times, but still not up to the par like we're usually seeing. Brian West, obviously, I think has been one of the better players, but he's not even in that uh, stratosphere yet. You know, normally, that's if you're if you have a lot of your bottom six playing like that with the two plus points for sixty, you probably have what one or two losses, especially with how good the Penguins' top six is. But nope, the Penguins' top six for a lot of portions of this season has just been a ghost town. 
And that's the, one of the main reasons as to why this team is 4-3-1 and three and one right now. I mean, obviously, like I said, the number one reason is because Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang have been mostly pretty bad to start this season. And as I looked in another one of uh, 404 response codes tweets, and you know, I'm looking at just the deployment for some of these players that have the two plus points per 60s. I mean, Bluger, McCann, Jankowski, Seaver, and Brandon Tanev, they're mostly being deployed in the defensive zone, it looks like, on Hockey Biz, and they're still contributing almost all of the offense this year. It's just like, that just blows my mind. I, I never thought I would be saying this eight games in the season that the bottom six has basically outplayed the top six this season. I just, I can't believe I'm honestly saying that, but. That is how it has gone. I mean, we obviously knew what the big question marks were for this team, but I did not see the bottom six actually outplaying players in the top six almost 10 games in the season. I just, I really didn't. You know, we can talk about the goaltending all we want. Tristan Jari, I'm not going to blame him for this performance, do, though. Do I want to see a mostly average goaltending from him? Yes, but he was also basically, what, almost 9-10 last game. He was 9-20 the game before that. He'll, he's been fine the last week. And I'm sure he'll get the next start moving forward. I mean, Malkin did talk to the media after the game. He said he needs to look himself in the mirror right now. I'm not happy with my game for sure right now. Yeah, Gino, no one's happy with your game right now. Maybe you do need to take maybe a 10 to 15 minute look in the mirror every single day until your game just um, gets back to normal. But yeah, I mean, those are mostly my thoughts on this game. I mean, there really is just not much to talk about. I mean, they're lucky they're still in fourth place after tonight. Um... Yes, guys, the Penguins would be in the playoffs right now, even with these last two losses at 4-3-1. and three and one. That just goes to show how big those, four, those last four wins were for this team. But I think that will do it for this segment. I'm coming up to the next segment. We are going to get to the listener takeaways for this game. I still love doing that for all of these games, no matter how bad the game is or just even in a blowout win, I'll still do it. I just I love doing it. But before we do get to that, it is time to talk about RockAuto.com. It's a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. You go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. You can go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. And also, lastly, we have to talk about Bilt Bar, 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake are a few of the new ones. For the originals, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate. Um, the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. One of my favorite flavors is still the cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of nut carbs. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get a 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let us now get to the listener takeaways for this game. Got a couple here um, from Fry Time. I know they're shorthanded on defense, but the zone coverage is so bad at times. Is this personnel or coaching at this point? Honestly, man, I would chalk it up to more towards personnel. I mean, I don't think any coach is going to come in here and just coach this defense up as the way it is right now, man. I mean, you know, I've seen people talk about Bruce Boudreau. I talked about this earlier in this episode. I mean, is he really going to come up here and coach the defense and just make them all like gods or something like that? Nah, it's mostly personnel. You have John Marino playing on his offside, Cody Cece playing top four minutes, Kevin Churchman getting meaningful NHL minutes when he hasn't played in the league in what six seven years now 
Um, it's just, it's not a good recipe. I mean, for as good as P.O. Joseph has looked and he's been great, you really can't be having him playing top pairing minutes every night for the foreseeable future. Um, some of it probably also is coaching, you know, whoever coaches the defense. I know, I think it's Tar Reardon. Um, he could probably do a little bit of job, better job there, but I would say mostly, man, it's personnel. I mean, this, once the guys start getting healthier, the defense can go back to how it usually will run. I just hope that P.O. Joseph will actually get meaningful minutes on the third pairing when that happens, but thank you for that. Gilbert the Goat, the power play is embarrassing. Gino has been awful. The defense was awful tonight as expected with all the injuries. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the power play again was trash. I mean, it's the same few plays that they run on the power play. They just... You know, they'll dump it in and then the Bruins will clear it or they'll just get it in and then they'll just overpass and then the Bruins will still clear it. I mean, they still have that sky hook pass that sucks. It's just so terrible. Um, it's just not a fun power play to watch. I mean, like you said, the defense was bad. Gino stung. They need to wake up and get a lead and hold it. Playing from behind is starting to kill them. The top six needs to wake up. Again, man, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, if they can play with a lead for a whole game, um, it would be a shock at this point. You know, we were almost 10 games in the season, and the Penguins have not had a lead for a full 60 minutes yet. It's actually pretty pathetic. And like I said, I do agree the top six needs to wake up as a whole. I think that starts with Evgeny Malkin. Alan T. Yoder, something needs to change. I may have a potential hot take here. I don't want to say healthy scratch Gino and Latang. Injuries will make this tough, but maybe to send a message. I really don't know what else to do. Something needs fixed like Saturday night. I mean, I, I understand your sentiment there, Alan, you know, but I just, I think a healthy scratch at this point, I mean, they're, they're not going to do that. Um, there's just, Mike Sullivan is just not going to do that. I understand your frustration though. They do stink right now. If this were obviously any other player, um, they would be healthy scratch. I mean, obviously I don't think like a Jake Gensel or Brian Ross, but if this were like a bottom six player, a second pairing, third pairing defenseman, I think you would see Mike Sullivan scratch them. But with Malkin and Latang's track record, he's not going to do that. You just have to hope that they get out of these, um, ruts, um, as soon as possible. Just a couple more, though, before we do call it a, a podcast. Uh, John Tarbett, uh, he is one of my favorite follows on Penguins Twitter. Please go follow him, Jay Tarbett. Um, he says, without CeCe, the Penguins would be losing 4 nothing." Yes, John, that is true. Without Penguin, without Cody CeCe, this team would be losing 4 nothing to the Bruins. They would have lost 4 nothing to the Bruins, I guess is what I should say. So, yes, Cody CeCe, great job tonight. And then King Clarky, how is Koosman actually pronounced? Because I refuse to believe it's Churchman. Clark, I can honestly tell you, man. It's, it's Churchman. It is 100% Churchman. I still can't believe they pronounce it Churchman. It should be Kuzman or whatever the hell I just said. But um, the fact that it's pronounced Churchman, a little weird. I mean, for God's sakes, we went like two full seasons with uh, pronouncing Connor Sherry, Connor Sherry. And then you sound like, oh, yeah, it's Connor Sherry. It's like, why didn't you tell us that before? So it's just kind of funny to me. But um, that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening to this one, even though the team just played terrible tonight. They'll be back in action on Saturday, but we still, we'll still have another episode tomorrow. Rob Rossi of The Athletic will be joining the Locked On Penguins podcast again to discuss everything that went on with the Rutherford fire, with the Rutherford fire, with Rutherford resigning, excuse me. Um, and we'll try to get some answers as to, you know, why he resigned and just what's the real reason as to why he actually resigned. And, you know, if they've already interviewed some candidates for him, the position and who he also thinks they could interview in the future if they have not had any interviews yet. Um, but that will do it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with that interview with Rossi. And then I will see you all next week after that. Talk to you all tomorrow.